Carrie Dillon is the managing director of the International Textile Alliance, a nonprofit association that promotes the textile industry, educates members, and provides networking opportunities. Purchasing fabrics, and even more so keeping up with trends and sustainability measures, can be a challenge, and the ITA aims to bridge the gap between manufacturers and designers and connect the dots between the two parties. In this podcast, Gail and Aaron will explore Carrie's involvement with ITA's educational programs, the latest hot topics around textiles that designers should care about, and the advancement of women in the industry. We hope you enjoy! Make sure to learn more and register for our upcoming events. On September 13th, you can attend the free Financial Masterclass. Or if you're in Houston, Gail Doby will be speaking at Design Edge Houston on the 13th and 14th. We'll also be announcing our High Point market appearances and events very soon. Go to our events page at thepearlcollective.com events to keep up to date on where we'll be. Carrie, it's so nice for you to join us today. We really appreciate you taking time out of market, um, your busy market, to be with us today. And it's even raining outside and you made it here. So um, we'd love for you to just talk a little bit about what the International Textile Alliance is and the types of members that you have and so that we can inform our audience about what you do. Sure. Well, first, thank you, Erin, for inviting me to be here and Gail as well. It's great to meet you both. Um, the International Textile Alliance. So we are a, a nonprofit business association that um, works to advance the textile industry and educate our members. The main benefit of membership in our association is the our trade show, Interwoven Textile Fair by ITA, which we host twice a year in May and November. Uh, on top of that, we also have an educational foundation that focuses on not only educating our members, but also educating students and trying to encourage young people to come into this industry. Great. Uh, our members are really the textile mills, leather tanneries, uh, trimmings manufacturers, suppliers to the industry, really anyone that's manufacturing decorative coverings or is, is a supplier to the industry, like yarn makers, things like that. So Showtime was your previous um, trade show and now it's called Interwoven. So tell us a little bit about that and what the differences are. I would love to. Um, <laughs> so that was, we, we had been Showtime for since 1990. So, you know, for a long time, um, that's what we were known as. We felt like, especially after COVID, some of the buyers were getting used to the reps coming to them, showing them fabric in their offices and thought, well, this is easy. You know, why do I need to go back to the show? Um, so part of it was the thinking was bringing those buyers back to the show, encouraging them to come back to the show, as well as bringing new buying segments to the show. Okay. So we thought you know, the rebrand give us a, a elevated, clean, modern look. Um, so that would appeal to, to newer buyers. Um, but also really improving that buyer experience. Mm. So we really focused on improving the education. So this coming up uh, in May, we've got two full days of education. Um, most of it is based around a theme of back to basics is our theme this show. So textiles 101, leather 101. Um, we have some trend presentations, just a variety of education that would, would appeal to to those buyers that they're not going to get in their office. Mm -hmm. You know, they, so they mm -hmm. need to come back to see the education. 
Um, the other thing is that you can't network with the executives of the companies from your office. You know, the sales rep comes sure. to you, but not necessarily. And so that's a good time to just get to know the brand better. Um, a lot of times it, it, you know, you might work up a new deal when you're meeting with these executives. Mm -hmm. um, but so we also focused on really using that new clean look, um, doing a lot more marketing. So working with doing LinkedIn campaigns, um, ads and trade publications, and really just some direct outreach through mailings and calls to, to buyers who either haven't attended in a few shows or buyers that we think should attend mm -hmm. um, that haven't been before. So, okay. Yeah, no, and it, it's it's been actually very successful. Our, our first show with the rebranding and all these uh, marketing efforts, 20% of the people that registered and attended were new buyers. So it, it obviously great. was making an impact. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about running a trade organization and a trade fair. I mean, that's gotta be a daunting task. And how did you come to be a part of the organization? And how do you manage both the business and the creative sides of your work? Sounds like almost like an interior design firm in a lot of ways. Well, it is, and I think like a lot of interior design firms, it's currently a one-person operation. Um, but you, you asked how I ended up with the ITA. Uh, like every kind of job in that I've had in the home furnishings industry, it's been very serendipitous. It just, I just kind of fall into it. And um, so this particular position, the woman that was there before me, um, she had a textile design background. So she kind of came in as an intern got a job with one of our members designing textiles uh, and so the executive director at the time went down in our building was talking to one of the other um showroom managers and you know what am i going to do i'm losing my assistant director and he said well why don't you call carrie i think you know y'all would probably be a good fit for each other and it really just she called me that afternoon and we had a long conversation and then you know a few weeks later we're talking to the board and I was hired and, and it was a really good fit for the experience that I had um, in the industry before that manage or working the trade show. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how I, I got into it. I've been there almost, it'll be nine years in November, um, but it is a, a, a balance of the, the business and the creative side. It really just takes a lot of time management and discipline. And you're never going to be bored. It's <laughs> it's never the same thing. That's one of the things that I love about it is that we're, you know, negotiating contracts with different organizations. And and when I say we, I do have a board of directors okay. that um is very a volunteer board, but they're very involved and and support me a lot. Um, but there is you know there's the business side. You know, Got to get the financials done, you know, making those projections, but then also get to work on things like last year when we did the rebranding. And um, so that was a lot of fun working with our new uh, marketing agency, um, you know, things like coming up with what the theme for the show is going to be, how, how we're going to market to the members and, you know, bring in new buyers. So again, you, you're not going to be bored. There's never, a, you know, no week is the same. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a great, you, you couldn't find another job like this. Like if I wanted to go and, and try and do the same thing somewhere else, I have no idea where that would be. I, okay. I don't, I don't think there is, um, anywhere that would be just like this. So it's a, it's a great job and I enjoy it a lot. 
Sounds like fun. It, it is. is. It really I can is. tell that you enjoy it I just do. by the way that you talk about yeah. it and your energy around it. It's yeah. exciting. It is. It's a great, it's a great gig. So with your show, designers can come to your show. Designers can come to the show. Um, but that's how I talked about like the sticker and stuff, but to the trade, that's what we try really hard to say. These are the showrooms that want to sell to you. Um, that, and not that, not want to sell to you. Cause they're, they're set up. Yardage. Yeah. Cause like some of them, they're not going to cut a, a bolt and sell you 12 yards off of it. And then just to get pillows. Right. And then another one, like there might be, um, the, and the reason I mentioned the appointments is because there might be members that do sell directly to designers. They might even have a designer program, but at interwoven there might be booked for 10 days and not 10 days for three or four days with the furniture manufacturers. While So while they might want to sell a designer, that week they're trying to sell, you know, a hundred thousand yards. They want to put in you wow. know, placements yeah. for these big orders. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like Valdez, for example, they sell to designers, they sell to manufacturers. Their showroom during market is completely different than it is during it. Because it's set up to serve a designer and right. the sampling and all that. Um, I mean, they do do samples during the show. So I like to put off. Um, but yes, but no, we 100% welcome designers. Um, and then there is like the trend gallery is going to be really great. And the trend gallery is going to be in your in market, market square yeah, on that fifth floor. And then there will be an <laughs> extension of that at the Hall of Fame. Yes, kind of, kind of, well, um, uh, more of a finished product version, um, expression of that trend. Is so, the trend gallery something that we could bring designers to see? A hundred percent, yes. Okay. And that's all the same for with all of our education. Um, it's also that temporary floor is a great place to start because you can again just walk by and see be everybody's. I mean, you can see everything's open uh-huh. versus the showrooms. It's kind of like a lot of times you get stopped at the door if okay. you don't have an appointment. Um, yeah. So, and that's, that's why I do try to like, kind of make it really clear because I've had designers tell me before, you know, I came and this sales rep was rude to me and there's absolutely no reason for that, but yeah. the, you know, he might be the one at the door. Well, and I mean, even with our industry classes at, we have industry classes here and there's people I know in showrooms that I can't get to because the keeper at the door is oh, like yeah. industry is not allowed and i'm like are you kidding me I, yeah walking into four minutes yeah, the other day, they're like, like uh-uh and i'm like well i'm gonna see rick so yeah <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> you're gonna need to let me it's interesting but that's the whole thing but at least yeah. they're good gatekeepers i guess yeah yeah hey <laughs> tough job i wouldn't be very good at that so yeah and so what did you start out doing in the industry before you started doing this so i mean really i was a Marketing and sales assistant, I think was my title at Linwood Furniture, which was a um, a manufacturer that they were kind of trying to. It actually was a Lexington plant that when they started moving Bob Timberlake's collection overseas, he bought this plant to keep his furniture manufacturer here. Mm-hmm. And so they and then they ended they made their they made stuff for Lexington, but they and other people and then had their own collection. Um but I mean, I fell into that. Barbara Stangle was designing their showroom and they were looking for someone. And so they connected me and, and I was then in the home furnishings industry. And then I kind of fell into Jay Douglas. Yes, they, they are. And they, one of my very good friends worked for them okay. at the time. Um, and so that's kind of how I met them and, and fell into that. But you know, they're definitely a good 
you know, talking about mentors and, yeah. and people to talk to and get great advice from there. They're certainly my first gig and I've just kind of stayed. I mean, I think like a lot of people, you get into this industry and you, you say the key is teaching or helping these other students understand how great it is. And, and to come in, a lot of them don't know about, you know, some of these jobs or the things well, I that, they think that do. I was on a, a panel at High Point University through the Hall of Fame Leadership Institute okay. in February, and we had a great time. Um, and it was just all sorts of different walks of life that were doing these different panels um, for the students. And what I thought was so interesting is, you know, our industry doesn't necessarily look that sexy on paper. But as we were talking about, you know, like there was one of the family members from Ashley Furniture, and she was talking about like how she got to, you know, be overseas for a couple of years and running a show, like a big show over there for, you know, age 25. And, you know, someone else that has is now the owner of a major company. And and then one was talking about like how he loves to go to Vegas and, you know, he just is a Vegas guy and he gets to go to market and he gets to do this. And, and then I'm talking about how, you know, kids and I get to travel and I get to work with people and really see them succeed in their businesses. And so, you know, just to see them, it's not always going to connect with the students, but for them to start understanding that, you know, there's some really amazing opportunities. So there are and and great people, great people. Well, tell us a little bit about what interior designers don't know about the textile industry. I'm sure there's quite a bit. I would say one of the main things that I know I didn't know before going into the industry was that um, those the brands that you see in the design centers, the one that the interior designers are working with the most, those companies are, we refer to them as jobbers in our okay. little section of the um, textile world, but they are not necessarily designing and weaving all of the fabrics that they offer. They really are, are going to shows like ours and, and other textile shows um, and curating, shopping from different mills, curating those into to books, um, you know, stocking them, sampling it, making it easy for the designers to get them. So, well, I don't know if I, interior designers know that. I didn't know that before I, I came in yeah. and, and thought that was interesting. I would say one something that interior designers wouldn't necessarily know about our show is that our show is is really focused on, or traditionally it was created for the furniture manufacturer. You know, we're here in High Point. They um, so they'll come, they'll select the fabrics that they then put on the frames for the following furniture market. If those fabrics sell, then they start placing orders with our members, and those hopefully are hundreds and thousands of yards of rolls uh, mm-hmm. that they're selling. So they're at our show, they're not specifically um, geared towards selling cut yardage. Uh, we have probably t- a third of our members do sell cut yardage and do work directly with interior designers. And so we do, they're, they're designated on our website and on their showrooms with a to the trade mm-hmm. s- sticker to make sure that um, it's clear and that you know, a designer doesn't waste their time with somebody who who's not going to sell them yet less than fifty yards. Then mm. you, know, you don't always necessarily need fifty yards for a project of, of the same fabric. Um, and so I think that's something good for designers to know because our show Interweb it is a very appointment driven show. And so if you just come and show up at the door, it's not going to be quite as productive 
as if you kind of look at who's exhibiting and make those plans ahead okay. of time. Our our members might see a hundred appointments in a week, and it might be from eight a.m. to eight p.m. one after the other. And so mm -hmm. it's a it's a very effective way for them to to show their new lines. It it also shows much nicer in a showroom than it does out of a back or a suitcase going mm -hmm. to the office. Um, but it really is very appointment driven. Um, I say that we also do, we have a temporary floor, which is a good place to start where you can kind of walk around the floor, see the lines that are being presented and, and talk to the exhibitors there. Um, and then also for, you know, what, what I feel like we really offer the interior designers is that education mm -hmm. as well. Um, it's a great place to come and learn. We try to be that resource mm -hmm. for the designer and, and help people understand all these things about the textile world and about the textiles themselves. Is the show here at High Point Market? Thank you for that question. That's a great question. We um, are in High Point. Okay. The hub of our show is in Market Square. So okay. the majority, we have, um, you know, there's 10 floors of permanent showrooms where the, the textile manufacturers and leather tanneries have a permanent showroom. They only generally use it twice a year, just like the rest of the showrooms in High Point. But it is not during High Point Market. It's in May. Okay. Um, so our show is right after this show. So the the manufacturers that are here showing their new product on the floor, they kind of take that feedback from the retailers and the designers, and then they come to our show in a month, look at what our members are introducing and kind of use that feedback and, and what they... Okay are um, you know the trends that are being projected and and make their purchases for the next show wow so interesting i had, hey, I had no idea no idea about <laughs> any of those <laughs> all right well let's talk a little bit about your organization and you definitely are on the leading edge of some a number of initiatives and so let's talk a little bit about sustainability and circularity I would love to. That is something, speaking of the show, our, our members show all their samples, um, you know, these long pieces of beautiful fabric, but the next show they're going to need to replace those. And so between each show there was all these samples being thrown away. And really since I've started, people within the organization, we've been looking for things to do with this, whether it's donating them to church groups or you know different organizations that can reuse them. But you might talk to someone that say, oh, I'll take everything that you have. And then they realize they're going to need a tractor trailer. Oh, and okay. so they, you know, they come, they take a few boxes and somebody may come and take a few more. But in before now, we've not had a way to really recycle mm -hmm. all of it or, or put it to use even. Um, there is, we found an organization in Morganton. Uh, it's called the Material Return. They actually can take the fabric they chop it up it you know down to the fiber and they can use it for insulation or they can even turn it into new yarn and oh, wow. actually weave a new fabric with it so you could have a, a company talking about the circularity one of our members could work with them say here are my samples from the last show you know please recycle these and then we want to use that yarn to make a collection you know for the next show this new design um and so that's something very new. We are very grateful to the Sustainable Furnishings Council because they have provided the financial support to do that because it does, there is a cost to it. Mm -hmm. um, and so they, we were grateful to have them partner with us, um, but it's just, it's very exciting. 
because we've been working on it for so long. Um, so that's exciting. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about some of the education that you do for designers. What are some of the conversations and what are some of the topics that you teach to the designers? So, well, we just like a lot of organizations during COVID, we started doing webinars, mm -hmm. um, things like, you know, business in the new normal and even like some buyer um, focus groups talking, focus group is the right word, but panel discussions, um, just talking to different buyers. It might be, uh, we've done some on like a fabric to frame, like how, you know, if you've got a beautiful design like this, how do you apply it to this so that the design meets and kind mm -hmm. of flows down through the arm? I mean, that's more, it's more expensive to, to, it takes more fabric, obviously, to be able to match up a pattern, um, make it look nice. So thinking about how, when you're buying the fabric, how it's going to be upholstered and then also let teaching the upholsterer, making sure the fabric's marked so the upholsterer knows where you want it to match and how you want the fabric laid out. Um, during this upcoming show, like I mentioned, this, you know, Textiles 101, it's um, Kevin Von Allman with Values Weavers is, he does a great presentation. You can go to their mill and, and take the tour and there you can actually see from start to finish, you know, the text, the yarn being dyed and, you know, being woven, the designs that you can see everything there, which we can't necessarily bring to the show, mm -hmm. but certainly it's a good education um, on the textiles themselves. Same thing, Sackett Wood will be doing, he's with Moran Giles, the, the CEO of Moran Giles, doing a, a leather 101. Um, we have, you know, Cotton Incorporate will be doing a presentation for us. Um, Lensing Fibers is doing a panel discussion with Cotton Incorporated and Unify and Lenzig, a couple of other organizations. Um, we'll be doing one on uh, ESG for, I mean, that's the Sustainable Leather Foundation. We'll be doing that presentation, so more, you know, business. And then we have um, Fashion Snoops, our partner, will mm -hmm. be doing a trend forecast for us for spring, summer 24, which is what most of the buyers will be shopping for at this show. They're great. So Fashion yes, snooze. yeah, they're a great partner. Um, and then actually even a couple of presentations about the science in design mm. and, and biophilia. Um, so they're just a variety of, of different education that um, we welcome designers and anyone to come and, and enjoy. We know our designers, our crew designers at Pearl Collective would certainly love to go through the, a factory to be able to see the yarn and oh, yeah. being created and dyed and then made into the fabric. That would be a great experience. It really is. It's it's something we used to do with our educational foundation um, and hope to do again where we would bring in a group of students from the design schools across the country and put them in a hotel, put them on a bus. It's, it was like a three-day experience and we would take them. We would take them to Valdez, go through the Textiles 101 mm -hmm. there take them to a design studio and let them look through the archives of the studio and kind of see how the designer works. Um, we went to a rotary printing facility where they, you know, there's these huge rolls and the paints extruded through the, wow. um, through the, I mean, and you just get to watch the fabric roll and you see the first layer of color put on and then the next layer of color. I mean, just really amazing. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Um, so I got to learn a lot during, during those tours. It's good education for me. Well, talk a little bit about um, PFAs. 
Um, I actually didn't know what that stood for until I read a little bit more about it in um, Architectural Digest. But talk a little bit about that and, and, and what that means, especially for interior designers right now. It certainly is a very complicated issue. I'm not a chemist, um, but it is something, you know, you were hearing uh, for many years, performance was a, mm -hmm. a, a hot topic. And, and we do still have plenty of performance fabrics, but the, um, so PFAS basically, it's a, a, they're organic chemicals that have a fluorine carbon atom as part of their structure. And that, Adam has a really strong bond, which is why they call them forever chemicals. So basically they get into the, to the ecosystem and don't go away. Mm. Um, there are like 9,000 different, you know, PFAS with unique properties. Some of them have been shown to have, uh, you know, ser cause serious health issues like cancer and weakened immune systems. And so for that reason, People have started, um, I say people, organizations, like the EPA has really started researching and, and looking to regulate those. For our members, um, there was one in particular, C6 offers the stain um, and oil repellency from the fabric. But while that specific one maybe hasn't proven to be cancer causing, it's part of the group and, and really the whole group is being regulated. Um, so in anticipation of those regulations, our members have started removing it. And, and really the furniture manufacturers started saying, hey, we're, we're not gonna take those chemicals um, and put them on our fabric. There are, for example, like California has already signed into law, a, a law that goes into effect in 2025, but it's banning textiles with PFAS. So if you can't sell it in California, you're not gonna manufacture one fabric to sell in California and one to sell right. in the rest of the country. And so it's easier just to get rid of it all. And um, I have not talked to any of our members that are still using it. It's, it's, as far as I know, they're all taking that all out, but they do still have performance characteristics in their mm -hmm. fabrics. And so, I mean, things like, um, like for example, Sunbrella, Sunbrella doesn't, their technology is different. You know, it's, it's solutioned out acrylic. So it's, it doesn't use that chemistry to mm. um, use it. And I don't want to give a plug for a specific member, but right. they're just a, an example that a lot of people mm. know. Um, so I think it's just important for the for the designer to ask the questions though when they're right. when they're buying fabrics because there are still fabrics out there with those chemicals. It's also something where maybe um, we did a, a panel one time on performance and had a furniture manufacturer say, you know, you, you pick your poison. It's not necessarily this one hasn't necessarily proven to be bad and it makes your furniture last you know your fabric lasts longer mm -hmm. and you know so there's advantages to that um but i think the majority of people are just saying better safe than sorry and so yeah you just, it's just about asking the questions well, talk to us a little bit about how you're involved with students and scholarships and some of the other educational parts of, um, of the trade. Sure. So we uh, have the ITA Educational Foundation mm -hmm. that I mentioned earlier. Um, while we do, that is the, the segment of our organization that educates our members and, and works, that committee works to develop the education for the show. But really, uh, it's always 
been really focused on the students as well. So we have multiple competitions a year. Um, we have a design competition. It, it's actually a textile design competition, but it's, it's um, submitted as art. And the winning uh, design is featured on our show guide at the show. And so that competition is twice a year. We have a Virginia Jackson design competition, which is an actual textile design. They send in boards with a, a woven fabric. Um, it's three categories, jacker, dobby, and print. They provide their inspiration for the design. Um, and it is anonymous, and so you don't know that what school it's coming from, but we have industry judges. They're actually judging right now. It's mm. I usually set it up during High Point Market when everybody's in town, and they'll take a little bit of time and go judge. And so that those students get a, you know, a lot of recognition on our website as well as monetary awards, um, but you really get to see what the, what the students are coming up with. Uh, they also get some really good feedback on the design. So the judge... The judges rate them in four categories and then provide feedback on the design. Um, and so I think that's really a, you know, a good learning experience for them. So are you doing any events or any education with students um, at High Point Market while everyone's in town? So actually this show on Wednesday, I do have a few students coming from NC State um, and they'll for the past few years with it does a, an education day in the fall. Mm -hmm. And so I participated in that the past few years and really just organizing different showroom tours. Um, but especially for these textile design students, it's great to go through with one of the buyers. Um, and so they can say, okay, so this is, this company manufactures this fabric and this is why this is hot this season and get, being able to really look and touch the fabric, seeing what's on trend right now, seeing what's selling, because mm -hmm. um, that's all, you know, it's one thing to design this beautiful textile, but if nobody's gonna buy it, then, um, and, and I say that who would wanna buy a beautiful textile, but if it's not the right scale for furniture mm -hmm. um, or, or something like that. So you're also partnering with Fashion Snoops, and we love Fashion Snoops. They are just so avant-garde in, in their trend forecasting is so amazing. So talk about the global trends and uh, what you can share about that. I would be happy to. We uh, also love Fashion Snoops. Mm -hmm. We have worked with them in, in different ways over many years, but ever since the first time that we started working with them, um, so Jay Animize is their VP of mm -hmm. Home and Lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so she's, she's the main person that I work with um, from the beginning. She said, we've got to find a way to help people connect those dots, meaning the, the trends started interwoven or they, they're shown um, through the fabric that's designed for interwoven and then the manufacturers buy them and then, then it comes to high point market. And then, you know, six to 12 months later, it's on the retail floor and the consumers mm -hmm. picking it up. And so we um, are, we're already working with them now to provide the trends for our magazine. Um, and to help us do some other trend education throughout the year at market and at our show. And then at um, one of the European shows last year, uh, with Jay was meeting with a couple of other people, or actually they were having lunch and had this great idea that maybe we partner with the market authority to kind of connect those dots and the Hall of Fame. And so that's one of our new partnerships that we actually just saw the, the first I guess, uh, introduction of the Trend Gallery at the Hall of Fame yesterday. Nice. And so in May, we'll have four trends that are being introduced. Um, 
they will we're gonna have a, it'll be a professional trend gallery on our temporary floor so everyone will be able to come see those trends and then one of those trends will be carried through to the hall of fame in october okay so you'll see all the fabrics that are on display in may you'll then see those applied to a chair or on an ottoman mm -hmm. and um, incorporated into the design with other pieces um, at the hall of fame and so that's a great way to not only connect the dots for the industry but also for the public that's that's going there to learn about our industry very so, fun yeah it is it's very exciting well the trends part we all are interested in that seeing what's coming up next and being ahead of the curve so it's great that you're partnering with them yes they they do a great job mm -hmm. so let's talk about you um one, I know that you've got a new puppy in your house. We do. Rosie. What kind of dog did you get? You know, that is an excellent question. <laughs> um, she was advertised as a lab mix. We, and I shouldn't say, like, and we're realizing she's a chihuahua. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I, we are not sure what she is. Definitely, everyone that sees her is going, okay, hmm, greyhound, or the vet said, I see Great Dane. And, oh, she's a big dog. Well, she will be. I mean, she's six months now. She's got big paws. Okay. But she does have that yellow lab coloring mm -hmm. um, and, and just a sweet little face. And so we don't know exactly what she's going to be, but she's got a great personality. She's very smart. And she's definitely going to be big. But that is, that's not with me. I love big dogs. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it seems like women like yourself are leading many important and forward thinking, forward moving um, organizations and companies in our home furnishings industry right now. So how does that feel? And do you see or experience anything different as a result of so many women collaborating to guide the future of our industry? I think the, the collaborating is really the, the part of that that really stands out. I, it's... That's something that I really, once I got involved with With It, you, which is the women's um, networking organization in the industry, you realize just how, as part of that group, everybody's there to support each other. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you really can, I could look up someone in the directory that I've never met and just call and say, hey, I'm a member of With It and you know, here's what I do and I'd love to ask you a question about this mm -hmm. or, or what can you tell me about that? Um, and so just working with, with these women, it, it's a great opportunity to, collaborate um, and I would even say maybe not necessarily even just women it maybe forward more forward-thinking people um, right you know we have a we have a group of um, association heads that meets every couple weeks and it really is just to kind of keep updated on what everybody is doing and how we can support each other That's um, and so that is a, it, it is I mean you know we're we're an association a, a nonprofit with not a huge budget and so being able to collaborate with these different groups to help promote different initiatives and um, events, it you know feels good. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> so usually, what we like to do at the end of our podcast is ask people, "What are three things that you would like to tell our listeners that they could take away for business or life? What are three that you would like to share?" So one that I always remember is. Um, from a mentor of mine, and he said, you know, we're looking at all these initiatives that we had to get done. He said, you know what, sometimes it's helpful to not look at how far you have to go to really move the needle, everything that needs to be done. It's better to 
take a moment and look back and see how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's always really something that I reflect on because there is a lot. I mean, you know, I look at all we did last year. It it was amazing. And it really did move the needle. We still have so much to do. Right. Um, But to be able to say, okay, you know what, though? It's going to get done. Mm -hmm. It's um, look at look at everything we've already been able to accomplish. Um, so that's something I think that I find really helpful and, and was a good piece of advice um, shared with me. Um, another is talking about, you know, the women in the industry and collaborating and working together. You really, I really lean on my mentors and, and my colleagues. Um, thankful to have a, a handful of people that I can talk to, I can get advice from, I can vent to, mm-hmm. um, all very important things, but it's just good to have a good a good group of people that you can trust and, and lean on. Um, and finally, I would say step out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. That is, that is something that I have, I, when I became managing director, those first few webinars that I had to do was terrified. <laughs> and while it still takes a lot of preparation, it's gotten easier. Mm-hmm. Um, when when I got the the call about doing this podcast with you guys, I thought I've never done a podcast. I don't know that I can <laughs> do this, and I'll let yeah, you guys like be the judge of how it, how it went. But you know, who knows? I might just start my own podcast now. There, there you go. go. So, Look at you go. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great market. You too. We're certainly excited to see the the Fashion Snoops event over at um, Encrypton, over at Hall of Fame. Yes, I will see you there. We'll be there. We have an event right afterwards. We're excited to to scope out the new building. And I know there's been so much heart and soul that's been put into all of the efforts around that new Hall of Fame building. So. Well, thank you both so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. We hope you learned something new about the world of textiles as it relates to interior design. For more information, check out the International Textile Alliance and their trade show, Interwoven. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Collective, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or visit us at thepearlcollective.com. We'll see you in next week's episode. So be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform if you haven't already.